Sharon, Sharon, where are my pills? Sharon, remember that? No. Ozzy? Oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sharon. God, that was kind of Sharon. sad. It was a bit elder abuse, no? Yeah, there was like, we were watching a guy with dementia who got mm. laid probably a billion times before he was 30 and who now has lost 100% of his mental faculties. And I would say physical faculties. Yeah, and then his wife was like a judge on the uh, the voice. All those kids. Yeah. I don't yeah, know, man. Yeah, yeah. What happened know, to the... What was his name? What was the kids? What what were the kids' names? Jack, I believe Jack, he was a gamer. That's what I'm thinking. And uh, and Kelly, who uh, I I believe my friend now hangs out with. They feel like Jack feels like an er Twitch streamer. Yeah. Oh my God. Jack you know is like I mean? uh, one of Bolsonaro's sons or something like that. <laughs> like he's like I mean I'm sure I think he yeah, probably yeah, yeah. is too old now, sure. but like Jack, Jack, Jack actually presaged like a whole kind of guy. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Total prototype of yeah. like Twitch guy, but also who's like rents expensive cars but never owns them. Yeah, I guess. But like rents I, for a day. Do you I know what feel I mean? like I feel like if that was like if those people were transposed into now their ages back then is mm. is Kelly would have been a, a big TikTok person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, or like really woke maybe. Um, a woke TikToker. She got woke she can TikToker, do both. Yeah, and uh, and Jack would have been um, like a four chan guy or maybe just like a fat Twitch streamer. I don't think he would have been four chan. He could have been. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I might be wrong on that. He's too—he has too much access to to like things to do that. You know, you're not going to go on 4chan if your dad's Ozzy. What's the point? Anyways, Sharon, let's start the episode. Well, we got that out of the way quickly. <laughs> uh, my name is Brace Bell. You ever read Hammer Why of the Gods? Why are you talking so slowly? Because I, uh, when, I, when I was starting to say my name, the, I remembered that I had read the book Hammer of the Gods, a Led Zeppelin story. and mm. um, I never read that. I, I meant about it. Led Zeppelin. Uh, yeah, I don't really care about him. I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I'll tell you why I read it. I read about it because I heard that there's a scene where they, they, they have sex with the girl with the shark, and, uh, and I read the book for that scene, and I kept reading after the scene. Nothing, nothing that cool happens after either. Mm. That, in fact, that was a really dark episode, anyways. Um, but I, I, I wanted to ask Andy about it. I fucking forgot. Mm. Well, I guess that's gossip from 50 years ago, so <laughs> maybe it's yeah, not. Yeah, you might have to ask someone else about that. Yeah. Well, hello everyone. I'm Liz. My name is Brace. We are, of course, joined by producer Young Chomsky live from the Viper Club. <laughs> well, it's called the Viper Room, but we're No, at he's the... from the Viper Club. He's from the Viper Club. It's a different place. It's in Waukegan. <laughs> um, this is, of course, Jordan. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Uh, we've got a fun episode. We have mm-hmm. one of our fave guests back. Empty. <laughs> 
Uh, yes, to chat all things, uh, the new Britney documentary. A bunch of people have asked us um, to weigh in on the Free Britney movement, This new, the new Hulu X, FX, X, New York Times, New mm. York Crimes uh, miniseries. That's not a miniseries, just one episode, which was very confusing to me. I thought it was a miniseries too, but yeah, it's just, it's a miniseries and one of the episodes is about this. Yeah. Where I'm like, just make a whole series. Yeah, easy. Easy. Um, the thing is, a lot of people asked to do asked us to do this because there is like a certain dynamic to this podcast where a lot of people are like, oh, Brace, like you remind me a lot of Britney Spears. Liz is like Kevin Federline. And of course, Young Chomsky is, um, well, he's like a Justin Timberlake kind of guy. And so it's like, I'm being torn between all of these different people and exploited. And like, of course, Liz does control most of my medical decisions. And so, like, well, not that Kevin Federline does, but you know, it, it, you know, it's an interesting dynamic. And so, a lot of people asked us to talk about this, so we had to bring in an expert. None of that is true. Anyway, let's just get on with it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Golden Globes. We are joined here today <laughs> by Enti. Who, when I asked him what I should call him, I said proprietor of CrazyDaysAndNights.net, which is a terrible proprietor is is not the the founder of CrazyDaysAndNights.net, the CEO, CFO, CTO, uh, the premier gossip blind item website. Uh, here to join us to talk about some things that Liz knows way more about. So I don't even know why I'm doing the intro. Uh, but Enti, <laughs> welcome once again to the show. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back. It's been a while. It has um, been a while. I think since the whole Steve Bing uh, mm-hmm. jump. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. It feels like a long time ago. It does. Yeah. There's been a lot of things that have happened since then, right? Goodness. Yes. A bunch of people online were bugging us for our opinions on the entire Brit- free Britney movement, the new documentary that is like New York, the New York Times. It's like a series that they're doing for Hulu. It's so funny when we talked about watching this, I assumed it was like a seven, eight part mini series that they were doing because no. that's how everything <laughs> is now. And it's just like one hour. It's just an episode. Which is it kind is. of crazy because it definitely could be a seven-part series. <laughs> There's a lot to talk about here. But, you know, take it from me, the the guy who did a seven-part Britney um, <laughs> exactly. thing. Exactly. Much to the chagrin of my subscribers because I did them all in a row. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there wasn't any kind of, oh, just do Britney. Today I'll do Britney. Today I'll do oh Britney. Oh, my God. Today I'll do Britney. Um, but, you know, I be, it's because, you know, to me, going back and uh, to that time period – when all that happened, like the New York Times said, it was the it to me it was the holy trinity of of gossip and paparazzi mm-hmm. and and at that time the tabloids were still actually covering gossip. You know, we think about the decline yeah. of you know you don't see the pictures anymore. The same that's not the same number of paparazzi agencies, but at that time they were getting paid because us um, weekly and in uh, in touch and life and style and uh, radar and the national Enquirer, they were all publishing photos like that. And now, you know, with the demise of American media, you know, you don't really have any of that anymore. You don't have radar. You don't really have national Enquirer. You don't really have star anymore. They own us weekly. And now it's all about just access. And so nobody wants to make anybody mad. So you don't have anybody taking any pictures. You don't have anybody stalking. Think about the last time you heard any really good gossip in the last year. It sticks out in your head, you know, whether it's the Army Hammer thing 
or but the last real kind of gotcha gossip goes back to somebody I know we're going to talk about today, and that's Justin Timberlake getting busted cheating, you know, on the set of Palmer. <gasps> that's you know? right. That's the last time you've seen a gotcha photograph, but it used yeah. to always happen. Because or there were so what many about Kristen? Uh, what's her name? Kristen Stewart. Yeah, I guess that was a I mean, really long time. That ago. was a that really was a long, long time ago. Time ago Liz. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That it's, was a crazy moment. You know, I, and you know, like uh, Leanne Rhymes getting busted. You know, mm. with the the CCTV camera or whatever. Right, um, right, you know, right. it's it's it's. But that kind of thing used to always happen, and used to document. You know, and so that time when you had Lindsay and Paris and Brittany in the car together, I mean, that is the ultimate photograph. That just yeah. kind of encapsulates everything that was going on at that time period. Absolutely. And where it was just, hey, I want to be famous for being famous. The the peak of that. Yeah, I mean, it it is true. Like now all you get are it's just all press releases and like Chrissy Teigen shopping for like some SpawnCon new like, I don't know, Diet Soda brand or Diet Seltzer brand. And that's all it is. You yeah, know, that's these, all it is. These photos, these paparazzi photos, one good way to tell if it's staged is are they holding some kind of product that you can see? Mm-hmm. Um, are they coming out of a grocery store um, where they <laughs> so know that the, the paparazzi store. just camp? And the other really t- telling thing is, are they walking in the street or walking in the sidewalk? Mm. If they're walking on the street, the paparazzi, that's because you don't want to run into other people. There's more room in the street. So anytime you see one of these photos, for the most part, they're walking in the street because it makes it easier for the paparazzi to take the pictures. Makes huh. sense. Absolutely. I just walk in the street because I'm trying to get a settlement after getting hit by a city bus. But <laughs> I guess celebrities kind of don't have to do that. No. And, uh, and you know, there's certain places that they, it, it used to be the paparazzi would do the stalking. Now the yeah. paparazzi just wait to be called. Um, yeah. You know, and they, they're all on the personal payrolls of the celebrities and things like that. Uh, they'll say, well, I'm going to be at Air One in Calabasas at one o'clock. Um, just meet me there. <laughs> And, you know, take the picture and it's just all boring, really, really boring. Yeah, everything like everything else, celebrity gossip is seamlessly managed to the point of it being completely and totally neutered and um, useless. We have no, we, you know, it's it's not fun anymore. There's no fun. Even the Army Hammer thing, you know, the whole Finsta where he got busted supposedly for the drugs and everything. That was all the the release, the leak of all that Finsta stuff came from his team because, yeah, because that gives him an excuse. I need to go to rehab because of the drugs. I need to go to rehab because of the sex addiction. If you notice, the only apology he gave for anything when was there, there was confusion about Miss Cayman because mm. he said MS Cayman and Miss Cayman, M-I-S-S Cayman, the pageant said, hey, 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 and he apologized right away. But he didn't apologize for anything else, for any of the things that he's done to any of the people. The only thing he apologized for was that. And it shows you that his team was the one that released it all. Mm. Well, I have a lot of questions about Army. I know, Brace, you got a lot of questions about him. And we want to get into that. But before we do that, let's talk Brittany. Because... Um, like you said, you've done a lot of coverage of Britney Spears. And one th- I was thinking about you when I was watching the um, the documentary because, you know, that, that moment where they're highlighting, uh, I mean, what you called the, like, you know, holy trinity, the golden era of this, like, celeb gossip moment in the early aughts. I mean, that is kind of when 
I mean, Crazy Days and Nights was like kind of right in the middle of all of that, right? Yeah, started in November 2006. And at that time, I was still hanging out with Brittany all the time. We were still talking. We talked all the time. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, so if you're talking this this pre kind of conservatorship era, yeah. you know, she was a partier. She, you know, she had a lot of great stories. And, and you know, she's the one who who told me at that time about the whole manufactured kind of relationship with, with Justin. And it was done by the, the record company. And, you know, to have this couple. And at the time, I think people... <sighs> In the documentary, the person's taken to task for asking about her virginity, and mm-hmm. it's kind of almost taken a little bit out of context because if you recall, at that time there was all the purity rings. Yes. So the yeah. Jonas it Brothers was, was were saying huge. that they were virgins and and all of this, and Miley Cyrus was, was pretending she wasn't living with a guy <laughs> at her parents' house that was yeah. way older and getting his name tattooed on her breast. You know, it was this kind of thing. So I don't think there was necessarily out of this you know, realm of possibilities for a, a reporter to ask if she was a virgin or not, because everybody was always saying, oh, I'm a virgin, I'm saving, right. you know, because that was, we were still, the, the people running the record labels, even something like Jive Records, they had this traditional mindset of, oh, we have to keep our pop stars pure and everything, because they're, they're, yeah. they had this mindset of the 70s or 80s or something like that, yeah. and the parents wouldn't like it and wouldn't spend money if you know somebody was sleeping around with somebody well also yeah i mean i i definitely noticed that i thought it was very strange they tried to frame it as this whole like oh we hold i mean we hold these girls to different standards as guys and blah 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 and that i mean obviously that's very true in a lot of respects but you're right that it's taken totally out of context i mean that time we've i kind of i don't know on the show when we were talking about um blackwater actually we were talking about that time period of like the kind of late bush years you know, it was like a very conservative time in America, very patriotic time. Yes. This yes. is also like the height of Walmart because I know that like, which is like Christian conservative family values. Um, uh, you know, you couldn't do things. The record labels were really careful about the kind of stuff that the stars could do because they didn't want to get the CDs like not sold in Walmart stores. I remember that being a big thing. So you're right to point out that people asking about the Virginia, I mean, you could see too, her answer was so canned. It's not like they hadn't prepared for it. You know what I mean? Um, And uh, yeah, you're right that the whole promise rings. And I mean, even like indie rock was like very like, there was that whole like subset of indie rock that was very like Christian conservative family values oriented. You know, I mean like Creed. I mean, that was when they were at their You know, so. Yeah, this is the American Sniper era. P.O.D. Yeah, he did. Scott Stapp. And, you know, he he actually got he went to Lee College in Cleveland, Tennessee, which is a very Pentecostal. Mm. Let's um, talk in tongues kind of thing where the, the, the women who attended were not allowed to wear pants. This is kind of where he went and he got kicked out of there um, at, at that point for some, you know, behavior issues. And yeah, you you had Creed and and that, and it was just I don't think people necessarily realized that all the songs you know were about God and everything. Right, and, right, right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I but, remember finding out as like a kid, like, oh, this is like a a Christian band, and it was as you know, as a Jew, I was like, why would they do this? Is we do? Well, I guess we produce the records, but like, I, 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 why are these guys doing this? Yeah. So, you know, exactly. It was just this conservative time. And, you know, we were only five or six years removed from 9-11. And, mm-hmm. you know, you still had, you know, that kind of thing going on. And um, and just this, the advent of, 
of paparazzi. And this is also when, you know, the internet really kind of came into its, yeah. you know, form and we have all these websites. And, you know, when I started the, the site, there were probably, I don't know, 30 gossip sites that, you know, had regular kind of traffic and, and over the years it's kind of dwindled and dwindled. Um, but you had a lot of, and also the paparazzi agency started their own sites, um, whether it's like X 17 or splash news right, and, right, right. and they all, you know, cause they wanted to be the next, TMZ. So, you know, let's, we have to fill our own pages with content. And then you had people like Perez Hilton, who becomes a celebrity in his own right with his little, his whole setup. Yeah. And, you know, and look at Perez, he went from bad mouthing celebrities to, to becoming one. And so then, therefore, not really bad mouthing any celebrities anymore. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> so, wait, what did you think of the documentary? I thought it was great. I think, I think if nobody had ever, you know, visited it, you know, and they only get their gossip from the the supermarket checkout line. I think it was really important. I think that, you know, it's nothing that I haven't said or discussed or talked about. But, you know, people, there are, you know, big subset of people who only see the covers of magazines. And so I think it was important for them to say, hey, what is this free Britney thing? What is, you know, Britney Spears? What is a conservatorship? What, right. you know, and all of these kind of things. And, you know, they didn't go into the, the minute details, but they gave a very, you know... Over, a good overview. And I think it was really important to, to have that out there so people can understand. So like for, for me, I am one of those people who when purchasing 15 pounds of spinach uh, at the at the supermarket, sort of scan the tabloids. I I, the, I did actually buy one recently because I had those Epstein pictures of him at Disneyland with the doobins and stuff. But <laughs> beyond that, you know, not often a big gossip guy. Uh, I mean... Yes and no, but I, I don't buy the magazines. And so I was like, I've always been aware, okay, Britney Spears, you know, had that very public, you know, sort of meltdown, the head shaving thing, which was very big, sort of receded from the limelight. I actually didn't know even about the Vegas shows they talk about then. Uh, I was I was somewhat aware that she had made a bit of a comeback. Um, and I, I knew that she didn't like her dad, which, okay, fair enough. That describes probably about 50, 55% of Americans. Um but I never understood, and I, I still don't – I mean, I, I sort of understand why, you know, maybe after the conservatorship she would have reason to not like her dad. But the the documentary doesn't go into much detail, and I didn't come with prior knowledge of why she was so – I mean, they make a very fine point that, like, that that she was fine with the conservatorship, or at least they presented her as being fine with the conservatorship, or at least accepting of one – as long as it wasn't her dad, but I feel like, and maybe I missed this, that wasn't really explained why why she didn't want it to be her father. And also, what was left out? What the while you know all of this was going on and Brittany was crazy. The yeah. reason her parents weren't paying attention to her is because her sister at fifteen got pregnant by a producer on the show that she was on. But they don't even talk uh. about that. Um, so yeah. I think that at the time that it happened, the conservatorship was 100% needed, 100%, mm -hmm. because they had to do something to get her out of the clutches of not only Sam Lutfi, who was taking all of her money, um, but also just the people in her life were, were just using her. Um, and Sam had you know admitted that he was crushing up drugs and everything to, to give to her. And yeah. these drugs start messing with your mind. And I think that the drugs that he gave her permanently damaged her to some extent. Now, as it makes clear in this documentary, nobody has ever seen the medical report. 
Um, nobody knows exactly what happened to her medically. You know, when you had Demi Lovato come out this week and said when she overdosed, she had multiple strokes and a heart attack. Jesus. You know, that's obviously going to leave some lasting damage. So we don't know what these drugs did to, to Brittany. What drugs so I, do you think we're talking about here? Well, I, I can't remember what Sam said he used to crush up and give her every single day. But, I mean, they are the kind of drugs that um, would definitely do lasting damage. The, these were to keep her docile yeah. and to keep her controlled and to keep her in place and doing exactly what he wanted her to do. Like lithium or, or some value. Yeah, stuff something like that. Like that. Yeah. And, you know, and, and Sam Lutfi has has this thing where he goes after people. Whether, yeah. you know, who is this fucking we- guy, Enti? Because I saw him in the documentary. I was like, all right, listen, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not exactly a babe in the wood. I didn't fall off the turnip truck yesterday. But this seems like a guy that, you know, I would, I would maybe feel like I would not allow around myself or around someone I loved uh, if they had uh, more than $5 to their name. Yes. Osama Lutfi is his name. Um, <laughs> actually, he he is a guy who dabbles in trying to control people who are weak. And he has done it. He was did it with Courtney Love. Um, he did it with Brittany. Um, the, the Courtney Love, he and they had a long relationship that just ended about a year and a half ago uh, with a fallout when they both got sued over his participation in the kidnapping, possible attempted murder of Courtney's son-in-law because they were trying to retrieve the unplugged guitar that Kurt Cobain had played during Unplugged, which recently sold for well over, I think, a couple of million dollars or something like that. Um, So when when Francis (sighs) Bean got married to Isaiah, Francis Mm -hmm. gave the guitar to him. So when they ended up divorced, getting the divorce, Courtney Mm. wanted that back. Sam, along with this guy named Ross Lynch, who was on the first season of Riverdale, and another person, they went and they kidnapped Isaiah, and they had no idea there was somebody else in the house. They would have got away with it. They were dragging him down the street, and then the person comes out of the house and says, you know, tried to block their way and said, I've already called 911, and so then they they let him go. Isaiah is firmly convinced that he would have ended up dead. Um, he for sure would have been kidnapped Jesus. and held somewhere. Oh my God. This so. is going to be a Sofia Coppola movie in like five years. <laughs> so hold on. If you're like, I mean, again, like I'm not a giant Hollywood guy, but like if you're a kind of actor that appears in like season one of Riverdale, you also just have to do crime for Courtney Love in order to, like, can't you get a job at like Erewhon or something? Why do you have be- to do the. Because he's you- manipulated by Sam. Sam yeah, is very yeah. good at this. You know, he is a Svengali and he has been in and out of Britney's life. He has tried to keep in touch and reach. They, they had they mentioned in, in the documentary where as recently as I think 2018 or something, they had to get another restraining order against. Yeah, Sam. Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. mentioned because that he was still trying effort. to come back. Yeah. He How was did they to, get mixed? How did she get mixed up with him? Because. He 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 preys on people. That's his mm. kind of thing. It's the same kind of thing that happened with um, uh, the Prince estate and also with Whitney Houston. And I, I always forget this guy's name, so I apologize. But there was a guy who was uh, Whitney's drug dealer, essentially, towards the end, mm-hmm. of, end of her life. Not Ray J., who was there administering the drugs, but this other guy was, was wanted in on Whitney's life. And the same guy shows up later, and one of Prince's half-brothers... Um, ends up turning over his entire estate to this guy, and then the guy ends up dead a few days later. So, and now that's all wrapped up in litigation because he's got control of you know one sixth of the estate of Prince, 
and he also tried to to get another sibling and and there's just people that that take advantage they see the weakness yeah and in Britney's camp, which they didn't talk at all about, and I, I was shocked that they didn't talk about this on the documentary. This is the one thing that I was shocked about, is they didn't talk about Lou Taylor. And Lou Taylor was Britney's business manager for a long time. Mm-hmm. And Lou Taylor slept with Britney's dad to become the manager, essentially. Hold on. Oh, is Lou Taylor a okay. fella? No, it's a woman. She's oh, a woman. okay. Lou's, Lou's a woman. Uh, and Lou... Uh, also tried to get Lindsay Lohan into a conservatorship at one point so she could control Lindsay Lohan's fortune because Lindsay was in a bad way there for a long time too. Yeah, of course. So you have these these predators. Now, Lou Taylor, um, she abruptly resigned as Britney's business manager. So we need to to go back and look and they, they, they kind of brushed over this and it wasn't very obvious what was going on. So when somebody goes into a conservatorship, Mm-hmm. You are taking that person's rights away from them. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Okay. A hundred percent. So judges, everybody always goes into a conservatorship in a, in a situation like this, same thing happened. Brittany's dad says, Hey, um, we've got to get this conservatorship right away. So they go to court and what they do is they, uh, they go and they say, um, you know, we need this right away. And the judge goes, no, no, no. What we're going to do is we need to wait a few days because I need to have a, a, a court-appointed attorney for, let's say, Brittany, mm-hmm. and I need to have an investigator. So, you know, we'll do something on a on a shortened time frame because we know it's important. And that's a temporary conservatorship. And, you know, so this kind of goes on. And so Brittany has the same court-appointed attorney for all of these years. And he's always said, hey, um, I don't think she's well enough to hire her own attorney. But what happened last year and when I saw this, I go, oh, this is all going to change because he finally gave in and said, okay, Brittany, you can hire somebody. And she hired Loeb and Loeb and Loeb and Loeb. And specifically, she hired this guy named David Nelson and mm-hmm. David Nelson of Loeb and Loeb is perhaps the greatest attorney in Los Angeles, if not the country at going in to conservatorships and finding out where there's fraud. Mm. And yeah. they spent a great deal of money on forensic accounting and has somebody who has gone up against Loeb and Loeb. I can appreciate how good they are and yeah, how yeah. annoying they will make your life and how they will look for every single possible penny your client stole. And as soon as they were hired, as soon as that happened, I know f- from experience what they did was they price served all kinds of things where they wanted financial records. Now, so every year when you have a conservatorship, there's an accounting. And most of the time, like they said in the documentary, this is for older people who have just Social Security, you know, maybe a pension. And so you do this accounting and it's, okay, we spent $6,000 on rent. We spent, you know, basic stuff. You know, we spent this much on groceries. It's generally three or four pages. So then... It's reviewed by uh, an attorney who works for the court. They look at it and they, if they have any problems, they, they make notes and it's supposed to be corrected. But they're always really simple. And it's somebody, these attorneys have tons of these to look through constantly. I mean, probably 20 a day to look through in addition to their other duties. So then you have somebody with Britney Spears who is probably giving them an accounting that is Several hundred, if not a thousand pages yeah, long. Totally. Yeah. And and they're looking at it and they go, All right, whatever. This looks good to me. Yeah. But yeah. then then you have this this law firm come in and say, Mm-mm, here we go. 
And the next thing you know, Lou resigns. Jamie Lynn, who's Brittany's sister, had been given uh, a, appointed a, a trustee of this trust where she, she stand, stood oh, to I make. Yeah. Wow. She was going to make one and a half to two percent a year of everything of Brittany had. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, as soon as this law firm, then Jamie Lynn goes, well, you know, maybe I don't want to do that. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden she's out. This this is kind of the dominoes that that are in play. And so what happened was Brittany's dad in this hearing that just happened uh, this last week or so, he was saying, I don't want this co-conservator, this bank. He was trying to get rid of them. And when he was unable to do so, that's just I, I think you're going to see by by June, you are going to see some big things happen and you're going to see a lot of people um, running away from the lights. You think that that her dad is? Yeah, I think that because when you look at the accountings and you see, okay, so-and-so got paid this much, so-and-so got paid that much, it really didn't seem like a lot. I mean, honestly, if if Jamie was getting paid $400,000 a year, $500,000 a year, but Brittany's bringing in $40 million, that's not bad. I mean, that's a lot of work that he's having to do as a, as a conservator and stuff like that, you know, and the legal fees, you know, four or 500,000, it, it was, it was a decent fraction, which is why it didn't bring, you know, cause anybody attention. There was no probate note that said, why is somebody getting paid $5 million a year? It was none of that kind of thing. Lou was getting paid more than she should have. Uh, I think she was getting paid 15% and things like that. And one of the deals that Jamie made with her was she was getting paid 15%. And then when Brittany decided not to do her residency where she wasn't making all this money, Lou arranged for herself to be paid the same amount of money as if Brittany was still doing the residency. Oh, so it's like, it's like her guarantee. Yes. On the show. Guarantee. Yeah. And that was kind of disturbing and why are you getting paid this much money when Britney's absolutely not doing anything so you've been to la right yeah and the grove okay so across the street from across from the street from the grove was a kmart that's out of business and if you look over there it is an entire britney spears kind of experience that was supposed to take place and lou is the one that set this up and Ah. britney said I'm not going over there. I'm not helping you out. I don't want to yeah. do anything. And that was kind of the beginning of where Brittany said, I'm going to be free. I am not going to do what you guys want me to do anymore. And, you know, I wanted to just go back to Louisiana and not do anything. But if you're going to make me be here, great. I will sit in my house. Yeah. And I, you know, I won't do anything. But we still have to look at, is Brittany able to take care of herself? Just because she can go out and sing and everybody says, oh, she went and performed and she did all these things. Yeah, but she's she's used to that. That is not managing money. That is not taking your pills. That is not going to the doctor. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. you, you have to worry about will she do that? And I think that she has made a dramatic turn. Um, but at the same time, let's not forget that she has gone from joint custody of her kids down to where she sees them every other weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all she's allowed to see them. Why? If if Jamie's not in her life, that was one of the reasons. Why is she not allowed to see them? And why is she not allowed to see them without somebody being present? Well, so, I mean, from from what I can gather is that, like, despite whether she can perform or not, like, she's still, I mean, somebody who makes a, that much money 
is extremely vulnerable. I mean, I think they even say something like this in the documentary. Like when someone's making, when there's this much money to be made, like you got to look at everybody who's around this person. And so like, you know, even if she gets her dad out of the conservatorship, I think people may be conflating that with she doesn't need conservatorship at all or like, you know, somebody to to really help her at all. The, the question becomes like, who can she actually go to for this stuff that won't just like rip her off? Yeah. And I think that that's why it's great to have this this financial institution yeah. do it. She does have a professional co-conservator of the of the well the okay so how it would conservatorship works and they talked about in the documentaries you have a conservatorship of the person and a conservatorship of the estate yeah one is controlling your life so a conservatorship of the person can decide whether or not you're allowed to vote they can decide you know when you need to what pills you need to take they can control who you have sex with they can control all of these things and then a conservatorship of the estate is hey it's just your money yeah so Jamie, after he beat up um, Brittany's kid, was kicked out of being conservator of the person, but he got to pick who it was. Um, and so that is kind of, he's still kind of behind the scenes, you know, with his marionette mm-hmm. strings. But he still had the estate until Brittany was able to hire her own attorney who managed to fight and say, nope, we need to have a third party. And, and this judge, Brenda Penny, she's a good judge. That's the other thing is people are convinced that the judges are somehow, you know, behind it. Right, or right, keeping right. it in place. And, you know, the person who put it in place in the first was, uh, was a judge named Reva Getz. Um, and then Brenda Penny. You know, I know both of these judges. They're not doing anything crooked. Um, they're not taking bribes you know when you run for election as a judge in california you might raise a thousand bucks or something like that you know it's it's not like in texas where you know hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars are put into these judicial campaigns and things it's it's just it's not very believable now what i wish the judge would do and if you go look at the britney case is every single time before there's a hearing the media requests to have cameras there and it's always denied always denied always denied Mm. Brittany has said, I want the cameras there. So why not? If she's willing to have her medical information be thrown out there, then great. Isn't it up to her? Why do you think that she wants the cameras there? To be more transparent, to see what's Mm. going on, to not always have it be behind closed doors or in the judge's chambers. I mean, now it's on Zoom or whatever. But I mean, prior to that, when they had a, a hearing, you know, they would clear out the courtroom and nobody was allowed in or they would have it in the judge's chambers. So I just think it's I think that would be a great thing. I think the free Britney people would be happy, you know, transparency, transparency. I mean, when we with Amanda Bynes, the same kind of situation, but everybody knew and and there's been this kind of transparency. Okay, Amanda is having troubles right now. The Mm -hmm. mom would say Amanda would do these things and and Amanda has slowly um, freed herself of it a little bit. Um, in little baby steps. And I think that that is kind of, you know, an important thing because people don't understand exactly what's going on. They don't understand, you know, what a conservatorship is exactly. And they're, they're horrified that somebody can, you know, control all the personal decisions that you make. Um, but you know, that's judges are very, very careful about Mm. taking away people's rights. Now, one of the lawyers who now, who was interviewed for the documentary and and is on Jamie's team again, they were asked, Hey, has anybody, have you ever seen anybody end a conservatorship? And she said, no, but that's because most of the time they're older and they die. die. That's how it ends. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's, 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 that's actually 
what I'm mostly familiar with conservatorships for. And, and Britney Spears, I mean, obviously I'm not an expert on the subject, but like I have rarely heard of younger people being taken in conservatorship. There was a, there was a, you know, a bill in San Francisco that, that uh, died where it was about taking people who were really mentally ill into conservatorship. And there was a lot of, of like homeless people. And there was a lot of like big sort of legal questions about that, about whether like, you know, who signs off on this, if this would even stand up in court or anything like that. And I know just, you know, from friends, families, histories and stuff like that, is that getting a relative into conservatorship, even as an old person, is, is pretty difficult. And judges are not always, you know, just rubber stamping them and stuff like that. I mean, at least not in San Francisco. No. And, 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 and that's so, the thing. yeah, I mean, it's a big deal. That's why you have an in investigator and why yeah. you have an attorney you know, who's appointed, who's there to represent your interest. And this investigator is going to go out there and say, well, no, this person doesn't need to be in conservatorship. They know what they're doing. They know what about their money. They know where everything is. They, they know all these kind of things. So it's not just a rubber stamp. There has to be a reason. Now, does that reason still exist 13 years later? Maybe not. Yeah, who knows? I mean, that's like what you said. It's like, yeah, n no one really knows. I think that, I, I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong. Is your sense that some of the Free Britney people are a bit dismissive of that? I think that there's a lot of Free Britney people who understand about things. I, but at the same time, you know, I'll get people who email me and say, oh, because I had said, because I, I, I saw the documentary ahead of time. Mm. And I said, well, you know, if you're hoping for rainbows and unicorns, it's not going to be it. And, and some yeah. of the Free Britney people wrote me and goes, you're totally wrong. Look, it, it did this. And Justin Timberlake apologized. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, OK, fine. You know, whatever. And Jamie, you know, lost in, in court. All these things happened because of the documentary. And no, I think what the documentary did is it brought attention to the people like Brace who don't know what, what yeah. exactly why Britney. And, you know, that's what it did. And it was very effective and very good at that. Um, but the, the free Britney people, I like that they're, they're keeping this pressure on and keeping the pressure on and keeping the pressure on. And I think at, at some point it gives Britney hope. It gives Britney, mm. you know, Hey, there's somebody out there and they're fighting for me too. Because one of the other things is, Oh, somebody said, Oh, and Sam called Jamie a dick. So, you know, well, here's the thing. Sam gets paid by the estate. You know, he, he, he is a paid boyfriend that the previous yeah, yeah, boyfriend yeah. was a paid boyfriend. You know, um, the boyfriend before that, the one that they wanted to make the manager, he was not paid, but he was promised, hey, you can be the manager. Was KFED paid? Well, KFED was prior to the conservatorship, but right. KFED gets paid in other ways. And KFED was so, you know, the fact that Jamie hit um, Kevin's kid right. kind of gave Kevin a little because when these kids turn 18, Kevin Federline has no income. Zero. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who is uh, making his own way in the world. No. You know, he not at all. Because now, granted, Britney's lawyers at the time of the uh, of the settlement, they really they tried to lowball him, and it really made him angry that they were lowballing him so badly, like mm. five or six thousand dollars a month, and she's making fifty million a year. If the yeah. situation was reversed. And it was a guy making fifty million a year. It, you know, he would end up having to probably pay a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars a month. And yeah. so Kevin was, you know, slighted by that. Mm. But over the years, he has gone um, and got more custody. And when you have more custody, you get more child support. And then he gets a settlement from how from old are Jamie the kids now? Hitting the they're, kid. I mean, they're you're they're getting close to eighteen, right? 
Yep, like three or four years. And, you know, he's got other, oh you know, children and it, he's got no income other than the child support. And he can only sort of write, I mean, I assume, again, this is just me guessing into the wind, but I assume that Kevin Federline has cast in, cashed in as much as he can on this too. You know, I mean, yeah, for probably, sure. you know, given quotes or, you know, insight to reporters for money and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, there's always money in Britney, I guess, but eventually that is going to run out. Well, and there was, you know, one of her kids went on, um, oh, I'm not going to remember, TikTok or Instagram Live or something, and he wanted followers. Uh-huh. And he kind of spilled some things. And even his thought was um, that his mom was really only good for money, you know, that she was the the breadwinner. And he didn't understand, you know, and, and he's also the one who let it slip that she only gets to see them every other weekend, which nobody uh. had really known. Um, they didn't realize it was that little. So, you know, get these kids on social media. You find out all kinds of things. I was about to say that. I have a feeling, and this is, this is I, what's coming to mind right now is uh, Claudia Conway. I was just thinking about really that. Really depressing. Oh that whole God. family. I'm Proof sorry. Proof of concept even, there, Claudia Conway. Dear just the Lord. the future of kid. Uh, that, that whole family is in need of a conservatorship. Um, I and mean, this is, I don't even understand in that. And then she, she gets forced into saying, you know, no, my, you know, stop bothering my mom and everything like that. And I understand that teenagers and their parents are going to fight, but come on when you're like, I yeah. wish I had got an abortion or something like that, whatever Kellyanne said and, yeah, and yeah. all of these other kind of things. It's just, and then we still have the naked photo. Now, whether Claudia. What was up with that? Yeah. yeah Kellyanne Conway not... posted that. I feel like that was like a big news for a day. And Wait, then it so kind of just. For people you know... who don't know, uh, Kellyanne posted a. <laughs> Naked photo of her daughter, her uh, underage child, daughter. her teenage daughter. Yeah, yes, underage. Which, by the way, that's child porn. Immediately took it down because, again, that's child porn. Uh, we have not heard anything about it since. My guess is that Claudia knows Kellyanne's password, yeah. and did it herself, so she could uh, get back at Kellyanne. That yeah. is my guess because oh the FBI God, was involved, crazy. and the FBI didn't do anything. And yeah, if it had yeah. been Kellyanne, I think that she would have been arrested um for doing it i think it was claudia who yeah. knows probably all of her parents passwords and tries to make their lives a living hell um because they're so mean to her <laughs> and this and girl. they're also just both really uh well they're 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 of a type and uh, they care about themselves like. and their fame oh, more than their daughter yeah yeah and you know much respect to them for playing both sides of that i mean really just like putting chips on black and red with the mom and dad there but yeah. uh yeah my, it's my are they really sense. gonna get a reality show you think I, they probably want one and look at american idol like exploiting the hell out of her and everything i mean yeah so everybody's taking their their digs at her and it's obvious that she needs probably a break from social media herself yes mm-hmm. um and yes. away from the spotlight and so to be on american idol you know, I, know. I couldn't so believe stupid. that. That really came out of left field for me. Like, uh, why, why is Claudia Conway on this fucking thing? <laughs> Enti, you mentioned earlier sort of about the, the death of the paparazzi, or at least the, the changing of the nature of the paparazzi in relation to the celebrity. And I feel like two of the main sources of information we're going to get on people now is A, they're insane children talking on Instagram Live or making TikToks, 
or B from leaked text messages in the case of like Heidi Cruz and you know yeah. numerous other cases. Um, but speaking of leaked text messages, uh, the Army <laughs> Hammer stuff, I am very curious to hear what you think about this whole um, uh, hungry incident. Uh, oh, what's going on with all this? Well, you know, if you go back in time, it's not like he didn't make his sexual proclivities known. Yeah. I mean, it's back as you know, far as seven or eight years ago. Um, he was talking about and, you know, said that on sets he would, you know, practice tying knots. And he said that, you know, when he got married, you know, to his wife that, you know, he had to stop with all the, the S&M because he mm. it just, it's my mm. wife and it doesn't feel right kind of thing. Yes. Um, so he's always been into this. Now, what people are forgetting and is really important is they're focusing on the cannibalism rather than the fact that he is essentially sexually abusing these women and that just kind of gets thrown out the window and when i look at this i don't see him getting canceled at all not at all because he has been very good with his team he likes to pretend oh you know the agent dropped him and all these kind of things but the publicity he's got a lot of money he's got a ton of money in his family i mean he has like real money like this is like legit Rockefeller level crazy money. Yes. I I do want to note the one thing I did know very about the Ar- Army Hammer family or the Hammer family is that uh, his great grandfather or his grandfather was named after the logo of the Socialist Party USA, the Arm and Hammer, which is also, of course, where the logo of Arm and Hammer comes from. But they're not the Arm and Hammer is not where they get their money, but. They love that so much that he bought stock in it because he, he yeah, loved yeah, that it was yeah. the same name or whatever. But so you have this thing and it's going so poorly for Army Hammer. Oh my gosh, all these stories are coming out. And you have all of this crowdsourced gossip, which is, I think, the, the future of gossip. Yeah. And it's it's coming out. It's coming out. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Okay. We're going to say that he's got a, a an Instagram, a, a Finsta, a fake Instagram, some but a private Instagram. Is and that what have, that means? Yeah. Finsta is a fake Instagram, yeah. Oh, my like God, Meghan Markle no has a Finsta. Every celebrity has a Finsta or two. Yeah. Or two. Or three. Or, or depending if they're really paranoid and really want to support themselves, they might have seven or eight. Yeah. Um hmm. but now you just hire a bot army. Like um, Kevin Durant, yeah. remember when he got caught with his with his fake Twitter account? Yeah, you know, and and you'll have you know, most of the time the people would buy bots. But anyway, so you have Army Hammer. And he's got this Instagram, the private Instagram, where he's talking about drugs and drug tests and oh, you know, marriage and all this kind of stuff. And and all of a sudden it gets leaked, and now it gives him an excuse. That's what it is. So his team said, now you can say it's drugs. That's the reason I was like this, and I'm going to go get help. I'm going to go to rehab. I'm going to go do the sexual addiction thing that Harvey mm-hmm. did and Tiger did and David Duchovny did. I'm going to go do that. And and one of the, the 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 I don't know the the indicators that this was all a setup job was that the fact about the Miss Cayman, you know, Miss Cayman Islands, because he said MS instead of Miss, and then Cayman, it was a woman on all fours in lingerie or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he immediately apologized because the Miss Cayman, you know, USA or Miss Cayman uh, universe pageant or whatever, they were really upset, even though he didn't identify it as M-I-S-S. And he immediately apologized. Mm. He hasn't apologized to any of these other women. Not one word. But as soon as the Miss Cayman pageant was slightly offended, <laughs> right, right, he right. rushes and says, I'm so sorry. You know? And it just, it shows that it was a setup. Yeah. The so I'm a pretty active consumer of celebrity gossip. And 
to the point where like i mean i couldn't tell you what i've read but i just knew in the back of my head oh yeah army hammer's like a crazy sex freak crazy partier i mean it's just like kind of a thing that everyone kind of knew i have a question about him getting dropped by caa because that can't just be about leaked text messages can it that seems really that seems like a big step for caa to drop him especially since caa i mean don't even get me started on their whole i mean i mean they're the ones who contributed to the time's up thing the oh time's yeah. up no fund. they held oh, them at their yeah. offices <laughs> to, i know they're like the the main and then time's up is the is the worst thing ever they just spend money on what they want i i knew yeah. it when they set it's it up that joke. it would just be this kind of huge slush fund to pay mm. everybody but anyway yeah, it's just absolutely. like a laundering scheme basically yeah yeah so he got dropped because that's just the thing to do um mm. is to drop somebody immediately now and you know they'll come back and what kind of work is army hammer really really getting you know army yeah, hammer is a guy who's a good looking white guy who has a bunch of money behind him and hollywood just said we're gonna make this happen we're gonna make this yeah. happen yeah we're gonna make this happen he never, never really happened, happened. yeah no they could never I, really I make tell Army you, Hammer happen. I have read for the first time in my life news stories about Army Hammer uh, in this pa- in the past mm. like month and a half or whatever. I, of course, seen numerous pictures of him. I could not identify him on a police lineup right yeah. now. You know, if 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 I was a detective and you know some guy had been cracking open people's ribs and eating the marrow out on you know uh, Hollywood Boulevard or something, they bring in six good-looking guys. I couldn't fucking tell you which one would be Army Hammer. He's a, no, he's he's a like, Winklevoss twin. That's yeah, who he exactly. is, right? He's and like, then he yeah. did nothing. Then he gets in a movie with Timothy Chalamet, and he gets a Golden mm. Globe nomination. Yeah. And we've already talked. I think I talked about it on here before. Golden Globe nominations can be bought. I yeah, mean, they're essentially yeah. just bought. They're not. Literally, a news story came out today about them. I'm Emily in Paris or whatever, a, a, a television yeah. show that I only saw referenced by people making fun of it. Is now, uh, you know, is up for two of them or because they just well, Glenn, paid for the Hollywood close. Foreign Press is like the IOC of of Hollywood. I mean, like it's literally just a, a you know, buy it's and ninety sell people, That's all it ninety is. people yeah. who make the decisions. You can easily bribe ninety people. You can take them to a party. You can mm-hmm. buy them. You know, give them all a thousand bucks or ten thousand dollars or whatever. It's just. It's stupid easy, and compared to like the SAG awards or something, where there's a hundred thousand people voting, yeah, you know, it's it's kind of impossible. But the Golden Globes, they're just they're a sham, and they've always been a sham. And, and none of those people I learned even work for foreign foreign the foreign oh, press yeah, at no, all. It's like oh, a no. total. It's just you know, it's like a I was expecting group. people from like CGTN, you know, the Libyan uh, <laughs> monthlies that they have, of course, uh, Al Hurriyet. But mm. no, it's just like guys who live in L.A. Yeah, it is. And maybe every once in a while we do a freelance story for something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Just just enough to, to keep the membership. And and I, I don't think any – they're just star effers, you know? They just want to meet yeah. these people. And who can we get? And that's why they have, you know, Miss Golden Globe. You know, right, who yeah, can we right. get? It's all about ratings because you think about how much NBC, uh, Dick Clark Productions, how much they get paid. And you're dividing it amongst 94 people? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's you want to be part of that group, and whatever it takes. I would love to be part of that group. Yeah, it's a ton of money. Hollywood, if you're listening to this, 95% of Truanon subscribers come from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, <laughs> which technically makes us foreign press. And uh, I have recently watched, uh, well, no, I have not recently watched Richard Jewell, but I plan on watching uh, the oh movie Richard God. Jewell. And We're so- on Jewell Watch. 
that's a new bit we're gonna remember to and do that's the other thing about hollywood how many richard jewel things came out all at once yeah there's how do you three mean? of them we had the oh like you had a movie you had a docuseries all came out all until at the, the same GameStop time about richard jewel come out <laughs> you know it's it's when they did the um the you know dante speak and volcanoes you know you'll always have two yeah. movies come out at the same time or Armageddon. white house down president yep. or whatever they had olympus another one. has fallen yeah. olympus yeah. has fallen the white yeah, house yeah, has fallen yeah, yeah or whatever. whatever yeah white house down olympus has fallen and they came out at the exact same time one of them made it and now is a franchise and one of them didn't mm. <laughs> so channing tatum had to go back to stripping <laughs> it is it's true though that like army they really were trying to force him to happen Never happened. He was supposed to be like a superhero guy. Yeah. And then that, it was a Green Lantern or whatever it was going to be. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. That was supposed um, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it got Never pulled. Happened. It got pulled. And if you think about all the people that were in that original cast, um, none of them were really anybody. And none of them have become anybody. Uh, it was just, and then, you know, they put Probably him in the Lone Ranger with Johnny Depp. And that was. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Everyone got mad at that because, yeah, the whole. Uh, this Johnny face, Depp playing an yeah. Indian guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that generally. Even that was. that Even at the time when that came out, I was like, they, they, that seems like. Yeah, we weren't even. Someone should have caught this. Like, it wasn't this. like woke period yet. And it wasn't. Was yeah, it was yeah. just like, why is Johnny Depp playing a Native American? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just like, eh, it's it. Uh, yeah. I mean, he already played like a pseudo Jamaican in Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean, I guess. So it's, you know, it's one leap to the other. But yeah, it was a poor casting decision. Johnny Depp. Something- this is my whole thing about Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is not. I've said this before, I think. Maybe it's actually the last time you were here. But Johnny Depp is, he's not even a good actor. He just, he's a hair, he's what I call a hair actor, which is a guy who puts on different wigs and then acts like the hair. That's all he does. It's a style. I think if you go back to maybe the very, very beginning of his career, he was a good actor. And then he gets Mm -hmm. involved with Tim Burton and essentially is just, you know, anything that Tim Burton you know tim burton you know does this kind of thing and then he he get he gets so in love with his fame he becomes a character and you know yeah. to go along with his best friend marilyn manson who also has always used the whole persona to get yeah. away with everything you know johnny depp you know got, got away with everything because he was johnny depp and oh it's just a persona kind of thing and um marilyn manson the same way well, Marilyn Manson is actually, and speaking of ribs, is the first celebrity I ever heard fake gossip about when I was a, when I was a very young guy. Because everyone, and, and, and you know, this is I believe all happened all across schoolyards all over America. Is that is that as a child I heard two rumors: one that Snoop, or not Snoop Dogg, Lil Bow Wow was raped was raped by his limo driver. That was a big thing. Uh, okay, on, on, never heard school, that. One. Which, no, yeah, I never. never heard that it's one sort of just people were talking about it for a long time, and, and as my childhood, and then it just disappeared. Mm. Two that Marilyn Manson got a rib removed so he could suck his own dick. Yeah, everyone knows uh, that one. The army hammer, army hammer method. Yeah. Uh, I will say my one contribution to this discourse has been. Nobody else seems to have caught the fact that in the leaked Marilyn Manson emails, he changed his email signature from sent from my iPhone to sent from my iBone, which is the corniest fucking thing yeah, I did notice that. I've ever seen in my life. It's really bad. Yeah. Yeah. He is, he is a horrible human being. And, uh, you know, I have a free episode on my podcast um, with one of his victims, Bianca Elaine, um, and she was in his, well, she first met him when she was... 16 15 something like that jesus and she went with two girlfriends to go see him and this was 1994 1995 and he raped the 14 year old 
Um, since yeah. then, because she's come forward, there's other people. There's a 13-year-old that he raped and left uh, burned a cigarette out on her arm so she would always remember it. And she's still got the the scar from it. Oh, my God. Um, you know, and it, it drags in, like, Trent Reznor has said, no, no, you know, the sexual assault story that Marilyn Manson wrote about in his book, that's not true. But with the, the frustrating thing for me, and it's the same kind of thing with Nexium, Harvey, Jeffrey Epstein, yeah. is that it takes a celebrity – so Evan Rachel Wood, we all knew, I, I, right. I knew before, a long time ago when she, you know, about Marilyn Manson, but it took yeah, her yeah. actually just saying the name before anybody said, oh, Marilyn Manson's a horrible person that deserves to be canceled. It was, but like Bianca and all these other people have been talking about it for 15 years. So frustration. And then Evan finally says, okay, it was, it was, you know, Brian Warner. Okay. Then great. He's canceled. Dropped by the agency. Dropped by this. Dropped by that. Where was all that before? You know, it's just, it's, it's just always this covering and, you know, apologizing. I'll give you an example where it took forever. Um, Danny Masterson, you know, you had, because there were no celebrity rape victims, mm. they're all just regular women. Nothing ever went right. anywhere. It wasn't until, you know, and we talked about this, I think in September, it wasn't until Jackie Lacey got in this DA race that she said, oh gosh, I'm going to have to do yeah. something. I'm going to prosecute you know, Danny Masterson. Yeah. Um, yeah, That's the only reason that it was, it's been, you know, decade and, but, but they were, you know, now if a celebrity, if an actress came and said, Oh, Danny Masterson raped me, then all of a sudden he would have been arrested. Of course. Yeah. The next day. I know it was, it was really astounding to see like right after the, the Marilyn Manson thing came out, even a bunch of people I know, like, like, you know, low mid tier, like, you know, punk or like, you know, rock and roll musicians, a bunch of women I know were like, oh, yeah, I've, like, been to Marilyn Manson's house with a bunch of girls, and, like, he showed us his rape room and shit like that, um, yeah. which is, like, astounding. You know, it's like, I, I, I you know, I, I know people who play music. I don't know people who, like, hang out with Marilyn Manson, but Marilyn Manson's inviting all these girls to his house, and it's like, I mean, this seems to have been, like, probably hugely far-reaching, you know, and like just obviously it's one of those things where it's like clearly his bandmates knew about it. You know what I mean? Like his bandmates were involved. Bianca yeah. talked about John five, the guitarist. Uh-huh. He raped a 16 year old and now he's in Rob Zombie's band um, and Rob Zombie hasn't said anything. John five hasn't said anything about it. Yeah. So you, you're bringing in, you know, you want Rob Zombie to, to do something about it. He's not Trent Reznor, you know, denied the Marilyn Manson thing, but. You know, he never tried to sue to get it out of the book. He never did any of that. He just, Wait, what, what, what happened with Trent Reznor in the Marilyn Manson book? It, Marilyn Manson said that he and Trent Reznor sexually assaulted, like raped somebody. And Jesus. Trent Reznor said, now in the book, he goes, no, no, I didn't do that. But at the time the book came out, he didn't say anything. Um, yeah. He's just saying it now. So you have all of this. It's just the, the way Bianca talked about it. She goes, this was somebody that I saw, somebody I could relate to because I was goth and all of this kind of stuff. And you're looking up to your hero and, you know, you go in to get a hug or something. And the next thing you yeah. know, he's sticking his tongue, you know, down your throat or whatever. And you don't really know how to react. You're all alone. You're on a tour bus. Um, and these kind of things happen. And you I know, mean, just, I know I know people that this kind of stuff, not with Marilyn Manson, but this, this kind of stuff has happened to. Yeah, absolutely. That's what happens. Yeah. I mean, if you look at um, this is not talked about enough either. And I don't know if it's because it's two women, but Sia and Maddie Ziegler. I mean, mm. this thing where she's having a 12 year old over to her house when she's 40. 
Okay. I'm sorry. It, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. This is actually. You, I'm glad you brought this up because this whole this whole thing is very strange to me, and it seems like fi- I, it's been strange to me since she's since the whole thing started. Although, to be fair, when she first had Maddie in the music videos, it seemed like it was you know like a one off thing until it kind of became just like you know she was always with this young girl. And now, yeah. now she's saying that no, oh, I'm more comfortable having her be my like my avatar, basically for you know celebrity facing things. Because Sia famously, you know, she always wears brace. She wears those that that like big wig. She won't like show her face, which is so oh, weird. is she the bra with the fucking? It's like uh, she's got the Cuella Deville kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and back she- when she did the song Chandelier. Mm. Maddie was in that video. Right. And Maddie was about 12. And Maddie was on Dance Moms, um, which is this reality show. And so she's 12 years old. And it's come out since that Sia was about 35, 36 years old having sleepovers. Maddie was sleeping in her bed, a la, you know, Michael Jackson kind of thing. My test in all of this, in all of this, is your next door neighbor, would you allow your 38-year-old next-door neighbor to sleep with your 12-year-old daughter in the same bed? No. Now, but because now it's Auntie. A, yeah. Now, Auntie, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> and Liz, I don't want to hear your judgment either. You guys know that I have my 13-year-old podcast protege, who I'm eventually going to have, you know, he's going to start doing the pub, the signings and the, you know, the ribbon cuttings at the mm-hmm. audio stores for me and stuff like that. It's totally fine. He just needs a place to crash. I'm his mentor. That's the younger Chomsky. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's of course not. Like, I wouldn't let my twelve-year-old. Not that I have a twelve-year-old son, but I wouldn't let my twelve-year-old kid sleep over at another twelve-year-old's house. I know what I did when I was twelve. We smoked salvia. <laughs> and so then you have Sia. Okay, so I'm going to put her into this other music video. I'm going to put her in with Shia LaBeouf. Yes, and oh, yes. Gonna, <laughs> that one was very weird too. They. She's still underage. Shia is a known at this point. Everybody knows that he yes. beat up Mia Goth and all of this kind of right. stuff. We already know his past. Put them in nude leotards and have them engage in simulated sex. Okay. Brace, have at you the seen same this video? time, no. Sia is having is sleeping with Shia LaBeouf. <gasps> what? You know, so I'm. You didn't know this. I didn't know that. Okay, so. Shia LaBeouf, while technically still married to Mia Goth, the woman that he beat, right. yeah, is yeah. having that's a relationship. FK, is that FKA Twigs? No. no we got Mia, oh, I'm gonna, okay, we're going to go. Yeah. So the next thing, so he's still technically married to Mia Goth, while at the same time ha- sleeping with FKA Twigs mm, in this okay. abusive relationship, telling FKA Twigs that she is the only one he is sleeping with, despite the fact that he's sleeping with several other people, including Sia. But when you have Sia... And Shia in this sexual relationship, and we know that Maddie is sleeping sometimes in Sia's bed, and oh we know God. that she is having Shia and you know Maddie doing these simulated sex scenes while wearing nude leotards. It is very disturbing, and I think yeah. that if it was, you know, another if it was a different kind of situation where it was a male director and mm. you know females like that, we would be talking about this in a, an entirely different way. And then Sia came out the other day now after the first things about FK and she goes, well, you know, I still love Shia and I'll probably end up getting back together with him. And I'm thinking mm. to myself, what are you talking about? Mm. And this is the, this is, this is grooming from the age of 12 and now Maddie's 18. And now if Sia wants to, to publicly say, oh yeah, we sleep together. We, you know, 
we're doing this, we're a couple or whatever, then it's going to make you think, okay, well, what were you doing when she was 12? Yes. Right. You know, it's just very disturbing. Wait, so is yeah. she having a relationship with Maddie? It's very vague. You know, mm-hmm. she she says these kind of things and um, we're, we're cl- she's my muse or something like that. Yeah, yeah I mean, muse. I've seen that stuff, but it's, I mean... I don't know. know. And she said, but it's like this parent said, Hey, I'm just going to let her go do this. And it's the same kind of thing that I found. And I talked about this with, um, a figure skating. I talked about it with, with athletes in sports when the whole gymnastics Mm -hmm. thing came out and all of these parents that let these 30 year old guys take their 14, 15 year old daughters out of the country for competitions. And it's just the coach and just the athlete. And, it's just ripe for disaster and that's what happens and you know just because sia is um it's a woman and a and a and a 12 year old doesn't mean that you know we we, that mom probably would not have let a guy do it although i say the same thing about all the michael jackson people all those parents decided hey it's perfectly fine if he wants to sleep in the same bed or have a sleepover with my kid because he's a celebrity and celebrities wouldn't do anything wrong exactly yeah plus he gets so cold in la yes (laughs) Out at the Neverland Ranch, which, by the way, was bought by Ron Burkle at an yes. ex- at a very you know very deep discount, and um, that's going to be some kind of Soho House weekend retreat. Well, you know, amongst all the 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 things that went on there before, and this is uh, to me when he made that purchase, I was like, oh god, uh, yeah, it's too much. It's like it's you know laughing in people's faces. That's what it feels like. Yeah. You know, and and I'm sure that Meghan Markle will be the first weekend guest there when they when they finally get it open. And I mean, because her whole life is about making Ron Burkle happy. Oh um, my god! To repay yeah. him for everything. I love that you bring her up. My favorite topic: talking shit about Meghan Markle. I can assure you, a little look behind the scenes here. Liz was very much uh, looking forward to Meghan Markle's name <laughs> coming up on this episode. Well, I feel well, like this is going to have to be like the whenever we have you on, we're going to have to do like a Markle update. Because I don't know why she just gets under. Well, I do know why, but she gets real under my skin. But well, now, you know, because we yeah. we have the news this week, right? Where it's kind of like this official kind of um, thing. And yes. my take is that I really I'm thinking about the taxes, um, mm. and I think that this is where the the big deal is going to be because it's it's almost tax filing day, and Harry did not make any exemptions and things like that. I. I want to say that probably last year he's going to claim that he was still working for the the government and is entitled entitled to some kind of diplomatic relief where he's a diplomat and won't have to pay U.S. Mm. taxes. And that bought him. We, we have 2020 covered. So now we're in 2021. So now he's got a whole year to kind of plan for how right, to pay right, taxes right. in 2022. I think that's why they waited until now. Wait, so for people who don't know, will yeah, you explain I, I, what the news, what happened? Yeah, what were they waiting for? Well, that's so the news is that they are they were stripped of all their royal patronages. Um, they are, you know, not supposed to use HRH. They'll probably yeah. still use HRH, yeah, but they're not supposed to. Uh, and they are just going to live their lives and they are going to be non-working, non-royal working. Um, yeah. So kind of like a... a uh, a Eugenie and Beatrice kind of thing. That situation where you can work a regular job and you're not getting paid to be a member of the royal family. Which is why they both became podcasters. I was about to say, <laughs> so yeah. They, a regular job. 
Exactly. Yeah. They, they have to do it. But they still get the, the money. They still, Prince Charles is still giving them money. Of you course. Know, of Harry course, can't you know, work. What could they, Harry they, do? How do you think that they bought that house? You know, if they bought it. Yeah. Some people think it was rented. But if if they bought that house, they don't have that kind of money. Well, Harry does have that kind of money. Was he convinced by Meghan to, to pony up the, the whole amount? Did they get, you know, money from, from Charles? They're still mm. getting paid from Charles. And this $100 million Netflix deal um, is kind of dependent on them having, it's not a guaranteed thing. If the thing sucks, whatever the first one is, it's it's not going to happen. I love it because it's totally going to fail and it's going to be like fucking egg. And I, I just know it. I have a feeling. I'm telling you, this is, we've got a Royal Army Hammer situation, which is they keep trying to make Meghan Markle a thing. She is not going to be a thing. Yeah. She's not going to catch on. This, no. They're not catching on. They're, why would you look? America's. We've already had. We've already got the Obamas. Like we don't need. This is like B team Obama. It's not even B team. It's like the it's D team. It's not even B team. I mean, the the Obamas have decided they have these projects that they do that do well. If you mm. think about Netflix, yeah. just throws money at everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Shonda Rhimes, it worked out well. Right. You know, Disney. Maybe you should have ponied up and paid the hundred dollars for a ticket. Um, and then you wouldn't have Shonda Rhimes over at Netflix. Yeah, Netflix just sees what sticks. And and that's why they're real quick to cut people, too. Yeah, Ryan Murphy, it's not working out. Yeah. He's going to be gone after they gave him. He's great on FX, but the Netflix stuff doesn't work because all he's doing is satisfying his own perverse sexual fantasies and getting paid for it. Um, that's essentially what he's doing there. And they will cut you in a second. They will cut a show that in a yeah. second. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Know, I mean, that's the whole thing with Netflix that I thought is that they basically planned on all shows having essentially just one season. Yeah. And if it does great, then fantastic. Yeah. You know, the Adam Sandler deal is works out really well for them. Um, yeah. But I'm sure that the, he got a certain amount guaranteed. Shonda got a certain amount guaranteed. Ryan Murphy got a certain amount guaranteed. Meghan Markle did not get a certain amount guaranteed. She got it probably a little bit, but she's not getting $100 million guaranteed. No, 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 Even no. Netflix, with the way they throw stupid money and launder money, they're not giving her $100 million. For what? You know, yeah, some yeah. kind of documentary. She's got about no track record. Homeless kids somewhere in a third world country that she donated yeah. clothes to so they could go to school. I mean, no budget cares. Diana. Yes. Oh my God. I, I mean, very uh, shoestring budget Diana. Yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, honestly, if Netflix was was really savvy, they'd do it with Hunter. <laughs> they would give they would give Hunter Biden a hundred million dollars Netflix deal. Not going to happen. I'm just telling you, they're going to keep be trying to make her a thing. And I'm happy that we at Turunon have staked our claim to being the first anti Meghan Markle podcast. No, oh, please. I've never said any positive I, words yeah. about her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, we're a team on that one. Um, I, well, you know, I, you know, I, I like, I'm friends with Megan and stuff. And like, we hang out, we go to Erewhon, you know, we, you uh, can't even say it right. I don't, I just found out about it. I mean, you know, I'm really, I'm interested that it exists. Um, but, uh, but you know, I, I, her career, not a big fan of it. Uh, and, and personally, I think it's a little ghost that she stopped mm. being a Royal. I would have kept living in Balmoral and, uh, there's in no Frogmore way. Cottage. Exactly. I mean, how hard was it you know just to to do that i understand that she she just wants to be famous and yeah. i invite everybody um you can probably google it it's one it's my favorite megan markle story of all time it's megan markle and the publicist in england and they're sitting down in a cafe 
And this publicist, it, it was a reporter who the publicist had arranged. And the reporter's like, okay, why are we here? You're on Suits. I've never watched Suits. It's not over here in the UK. And they spend their entire conversation to, where Megan's looking, hey, I'm looking for rich, single English guys to marry or to be with. And that was the entirety of the conversation. And they talk about Ashley Cole. And Ashley Cole is this, this soccer player who was married to mm-hmm. Cheryl Cole. Um, and Ashley Cole would cheat on her and he's not a nice, and, and Megan was really disappointed that this reporter said, you know, Ashley Cole's probably not the person that you want to be with. And, and then it just, you know, even if you talk about, you know, Megan's relationship with, with Misha Nunu, um, no, no, however you say it, the, um, it's, they have differing stories and you could tell that they met while yachting essentially, Mm. um, looking for guys to, to sleep with because their stories don't match up at all. And, of what they were doing and it's just megan got lucky she went yachting she yeah. threw her dice out and she got lucky you know otherwise she would be doing i don't know where where do you go from suits where have any of those guys from suits gone i don't know well Nowhere. she would have been doing another season at least and you yeah, know she she'd be that. out there and, posing for soda cam photos with chrissy Teigen outside of whole foods on third street Christy Teigen, yeah, I mean, they would have known each other from Deal or No Deal, maybe. But, uh, you know, I, I doubt it. She definitely wouldn't be on Oprah and filming this 90-minute special yeah. that Oprah just did with her. Um, is this... I will tell you this. A lot of people are going to watch that Oprah show. They yeah. might not watch Megan or anything, but they'll watch 90 minutes of, of Oprah interviewing them just to see what yeah. they have to say and if they really do let loose. I would agree, you know, with you, Brace, that a Hunter Biden reality show docu series where you follow him around would be super popular. Absolutely. Netflix would, yeah, would throw Crazy money. Popular. At that. Throw money. Why aren't at they that. doing it? Because he probably doesn't want to do that. I'm surprised. <laughs> I would say Hunter Biden is probably this not leaping at the bit, and 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 the know. Biden people are probably not like yeah, Hunter. Yeah, you should go listen. Go to Skid Row. <laughs> And buy a little bit of what they call fentanyl. I know you know you're mostly a crack guy, but you got to try this fentanyl stuff. He has a memoir coming out. He's got oh, art God. gallery show. No, you but know, he has the a art big gallery thing. He has a yeah. big memoir coming out this spring, um, where he's it's like called like my transformation. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like so, you know him detailing like his pain and the drug yeah, addiction yeah. and all that. So that's why I'm surprised that they don't want to throw him in the. I mean, maybe the Biden said no no input over him doing the book deal but i mean that family doesn't ever turn down money i will say it it does say a lot about the zeitgeist that the son of the president is like a brooklyn art guy now reinventing himself after a crack addiction and also the daughter of well the stepdaughter of the vice president is a brooklyn art girl and so we have really you know everybody represented which is art men and art women there was a there was a a picture of um the um the vice president's uh the second gentleman's daughter and yeah, it was a picture LM from Hoff. her thing and i saw some meme and it said every seinfeld character ever it was like <laughs> yes. this picture from her from her show and she's very pretty but it just it just, you know she had the big hair like elaine would have had and she had this yeah, like, yeah. longer face like kramer would have had it was it was it was really really um hilarious but yeah i and you know the biggest customer for that art gallery you know is the bronfman's where oh, hunter's Christ, having his show yeah then the number one, um, their customer. And so he's expected to, to buy them all if nobody else buys them. Well, we 
got to wrap up in a sec. I do want to mention to our listeners, <laughs> now that you brought up the Bronfmans, um, I've been really, uh, and the, you know, you also mentioned Annexium earlier uh, about the Bronfman, and I mentioned Libya earlier, so we really got it all. But yeah, uh, one of the Bronfman daughters uh, is married to this Libyan guy who briefly tried to Sarah. Um, Sarah, yeah, is uh, was involved in trying to, from what I understand, uh, perhaps gain some power in the Libyan state. Of course, post NATO intervention for nexium um which uh which if that had succeeded believe me we would have no call it haftar we would have no second libyan civil war it would all just be one oasis of peace and love and uh and longing gazing yeah sarah used to email me from time to time because i would ask her questions um and i don't know if i talked about it on here last time her her emails are one little bit of nugget followed by paragraph after paragraph of inspirational stuff yeah but yeah. her niece is hannah bronfman who is best friends yep. with Meghan markle so yep. jesus christ <laughs> hannah bronfman's like you know she is proof of concept of like society fit fitspo girl because she was just like she was just like so you know she was bronfman obviously but she was she became a like a fitness model instagram girl basically and now she's She's a uh, lifestyle. I mean, she's probably more successful than Markle at that that kind of brand. Well, she got her start stuff. on the TIG, the TIG uh, right. thing. And, you know, she said they on the TIG, when when Megan would do these things, uh, she would say, oh, you know, I always need a handful or everything is better with. And Hannah Bronfman said, um, everything's better with uh, chia seeds. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That was her answer. How, like, soulless do you have to say? I mean... Nothing is better with chia. Chia seeds are disgusting. Well, presumably chia pudding is okay with them, but I'm not very familiar with any of that. Oh my god, you think you're so clever? I do. You're not. Well, Enti, it has been an absolute pleasure, and I want. I, I, I what? Okay, well, Liz, sorry, baby. One last question. Oh, yes. Okay. Because we're counting down the months. We're real excited, but. We have a big show trial coming up in July. And by that, I mean, we've got Gilly Maxwell, the trial of the, the decade. I don't think so. No, but we'll it's see. Do you see the, okay. A couple questions. Started, you know. Yeah. <laughs> do you think we're going to get anything out of this trial or do you think it's going to be a quick kind of more of like a hearing that then gets settled, you know, in a dark I think room it's gonna- somewhere? I think it's going to be settled. I mean, what are you talking? We're talking a couple of perjury charges, which are really tough. Uh, Mm -hmm. Those kind of cases are hard. Um, So those are going to get thrown out. And, you know, she probably will agree to plead to to one thing. You know, you have to decide, does that agreement that she signed, the non-prosecution agreement, we never got a ruling with Epstein about that. We never got a ruling whether or not that non-prosecution agreement, if he was, you know, immune from that. Elaine got that. I, I think that if she was convicted, she would appeal and appeal and appeal. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. she's going to be in jail while she's appealing. Exactly. Um, but, you know, the sentence isn't going to be that long. I think it settles. I don't think there's going to be any fireworks in any kind of trial yeah. um, at all. It's, you know, it's not going to be televised. So it's going to be a bunch of drawings that we have to see. Um, great drawings, though, because apparently she's lost drawings. all her hair. Um, I just, I think it's going to be 
um, not as exciting as the pictures that she keeps leaking of Jeffrey Epstein and others. I mean, where do you think the Disneyland photos came from? Yeah, that's obviously. I was about to say, you team. think that's her, huh? Oh, hundred percent. You know, and she's done she's done this a couple of times over the last couple of months. So all these pictures, all of a sudden, that nobody's ever seen mm. before, or you know, the whole revelation this week about the the videos that Epstein. We already knew that Epstein had videos. Yeah, of course. Of course. Famously, so this, this this CBS sixty Minutes guy saying, "Oh, I got her to admit that there's videos of." Clinton and that Trump. quote th- that quote seemed off to me in that I, I the actual quote is like if you have sex with me I will tell you the secrets of my father I'm sorry <laughs> I will tell you the secrets of my father sounds like something someone fucking wrote in a bad screenplay they're giving you nobody <laughs> talks like nobody says yeah, you know no fuck me and I'll tell you the secrets of my father it's yeah that yeah. that seemed like bullshit it's like to some me. weird it Indiana Jones thing <laughs> exactly that's what it seemed like to me you know yeah. it doesn't it doesn't it seems yeah it seems like somebody you know indiana jones and the secrets of my father exactly and you know you said something earlier too before we started recording about uh epstein and, and, and crypto which which uh, mm. uh you know of course epstein was very you know interested in, we you know, one of our first episodes was about that uh, was very interested in crypto and we yeah we, we have not heard one word of that because, because you know, they keep talking about how the estate you know is running low on money and they're illiquid and stuff like that well they say they certainly have likely you know all, well of course they have all these assets but you know one asset that is not accounted for and that would be his bitcoin collection or his crypto yeah, because you know collection. if he's paid for the arms smuggling and all of these mm-hmm. kind of you know we always focus on you know what he did with with these girls but you know he made his money through a bunch of different ways and most of them weren't very legal and so yes. he was a big proponent of crypto and he was getting yeah. bitcoin when bitcoin was a coin still when it's five cents and ten right. cents and he's got millions and millions of dollars to buy this bitcoin stuff he has got a ton. So where That's is it? a lot of it, money. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Where is it? So my theory, which I explained before we started, was that Ghislaine has the key, the wallet, mm. and that she is being really cagey in her bail hearings. She doesn't want everybody to know how much money she has. She doesn't want either the estate to try and seize it. She doesn't want the federal government to give her a huge fine, um, you know, because she'll say, I don't have that kind of money to pay that fine. Uh, so I think that she's willing to do the time to keep the crypto. Um, I just, I think a hundred percent that she's, she's, she's willing to do the time because I mean, she knows it's not going to be very much. Yeah. Cause it, you're right. It'll, you know, if she, she probably could do what, like five years. What do you think? At the very most, At she'll do five most. years. Yeah. You're the, the lawyer. Very most. Yeah. That's you know, true. she'd be out in three. She's already served time too. Let's not forget. Absolutely. I was just yeah. thinking that. So you, I mean, she could. Depending on how long this trial and this whole thing goes, you know, she just gets out. Time served. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's not going to be a lot. Yeah. And that's a shit ton of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. a lot of money. It's yeah, probably, I mean, I mean, I don't know if she's been spending it or whatever. Um, probably not because she's smarter than that and she wants to wait till everything's over mm-hmm. because, you know, you can trace it all. I would venture to say that it's probably, with the price of Bitcoin now, several hundred million dollars. I was thinking that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, let's not forget, you know, Jeff was involved with Brock Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, like, way early. Yeah. I mean, he could... (laughs) What is Bitcoin now? Like, 30,000? 50,000. 50,000? Yeah, yeah, it's 50,000, yeah. And he was buying it for five cents. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's a ton of money. I'm buying it now. (laughs) <laughs> Someone get the. I mean, I wonder if any of the DAs are looking for that. I mean, uh, I, I, probably. Um, but at the same time, you know, they're working on on other things. And 
I, I think this is going to be a very boring kind of no revelation thing yeah, I think because so it's too. really, especially with the perjury things, it's technicalities yeah, about yeah. whether or not she said it in the deposition. Did the, did she actually say it? You know, do we have a recording of it or we just have the stenographer's notes, yeah. you know, this with the, you know, um, yeah, no so, video has ever been released of her depositions or anything like that. So no. Yeah. So, you know, c- can they prove it? And then I just, and then the whole non-prosecution agreement is is, is going to yeah. stand. Yeah, it just doesn't it, seem like it's really going to go very far. But that's why, because I think that the Virgin Islands, the gal in the Virgin Islands, the DA, is seems very smart. And that case is very interesting because that's the financial crimes case. Yeah, and she froze the assets. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why the estate can't do any more settlements right now. Um, and she, that's if she found out about the Bitcoin, she'd be all over that in a second. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And Ghislaine's still young. So five years is not really going to be anything to her. And then yeah. she'll just go live her life somewhere in hiding. She was really good at hiding. Borgeson's got his boats too. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Enti, it has been an absolute pleasure as always. And by the way, I mentioned this earlier, of course, that, you know, Enti is Enti of crazydaysandnights.net. But Enti also has a podcast that he puts out episodes of, of with like frightening regularity. All the I time. mean, the man is a machine. A machine. Yeah. I'm going to do one uh, after we finish here. What are you Jesus doing it on? I haven't decided. Hmm. I might, I, I might, I don't know if it's going to be gossip, something that I can just talk off on the top of my head or, or something else. Hmm. So, Do you just we'll go? If it's a subject that I know enough about, I will put yeah. down like 10 lines or something. I mean, there's nothing written here. You and I are just talking about everything yeah, like this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but you know, if but I'm saying, I don't know what the fuck, you know, I don't, I don't know what is going on with any of these people. So, yeah. You know, if it's like an art bell type thing, like a John T tour or something, yeah. then, you know, I'll have to write some notes down to myself because I, I don't know everything yeah, yeah. about everything about that stuff. Um, but yeah, if it's some kind of gossip thing, and I think I'm going to do it about one of the property brothers who you probably don't even know, Brace. So I know, I know who the property brothers are because just like uh dance moms, that's like a TV show. I feel like I see in motels. Yes, it is what you see in motels. You know, when you're stuck in a motel on a Friday night, it, you can yeah. choose between HGTV or watching diners, drive-ins, and dives exactly. on Food Network. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will say a buddy of mine did just see Guy Fieri in uh, in a certain town filled with bears in the Russian River, if you know what I mean. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Really? Well, that's where he's yes. from. Oh. He's from I know, but I was hoping. I was like, oh, Guy Fieri, secret bear. But I doubt it. <laughs> you know what, though? Everyone goes there it's now. It's not really. Yeah, Guerneville, yeah. It's, it's not true. really like yeah. that kind of place anymore. No. No. Yeah. It used it's, to be. It's, it's, uh, used yeah. To be. I moved on to the mythical Twink Town, which is hidden near Slab City. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Enti, thank you very much. And uh, listeners, I'm sure many of you are already aware of it, but check out his podcast. Check out crazydaysandnights.net. It is an invaluable resource. And of course, we love a blind item. Thank you so much, Enti. Hey, you bet. You guys, I appreciate it. I will talk to you soon. Talk soon. Bye. You know, I always got to say something about Megan. You got to say something about Megan. Uh, And you know, the thing is, I can fuck Megan Sparkles. Megan Sparkles. <laughs> my bad. Oh my god. Well, everyone, I'm Liz. My name is Brace. That was an unforced <laughs> error. You.
are uh, you're you're blushing. Yeah, I I don't know why I said. Well, you when you said Megan Markles, my brain went Megan Sparkles. I didn't um, even say Markle. I know. Well, and also it's not Markles; it's Markle. Yeah. And uh, anyways, when you said that, my brain went Spagan Sparkles, and so then I ended up saying Sparkles. Uh, we are of course joined by producer Young Chomsky, who is a nephew of Megan Markle. And uh, the podcast is called True and On. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein.